Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Liberis, Senior Manager, Marketing Operations at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your teaching and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle. Hey, everyone. It's Sari, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. We know there's a lot happening right now, and we hope we can provide you with some insights, tips and best practices, and breathing room from the critical work you do. We are here to support teaching and learning wherever it is taking place. With us today, we are very excited to have a very special guest and colleague of ours and and someone who's a little different from um, the educator interviews or national directors that we usually talk to. So we are very excited to introduce to you Sanaa Sheikh. Um, Welcome so much. Thank you for being here. We just want to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about you. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah and Danielle. My name is Sanaa Sheikh, and I am the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Program Manager here at CA. Wow. So what does that mean? Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about your role at CA and some of the work that you are currently involved in and or passionate about? Hopefully it's the same thing. (laughs) Um, No, it is. It's very much aligned. So I sit in people and culture. And so for us, like there's different places within people and culture. And I mostly interface with human resource business partners, and our diversity, equity, inclusion team, and the learning development team. So ultimately, what that means is, as a diversity, equity, inclusion program manager, my work touches all programmatic streams that have to do with DEI. So for us, that means, um, because everyone defines diversity, equity, inclusion in very different ways. So for us, that means, what are we doing programmatically, practically, concretely, that creates a space where people see be, are seen, heard, and affirmed, and where we create a culture where people can be their authentic selves. And so we have different ways of doing that, both internally and externally. And the ways we do that, for example, are employee resource groups that we help kind of uh, push forward. We have several ERGs that are really kind of taking their autonomy to make safe spaces for different affinities. So for example, we have the Black ERG, we have SOMO CA, we have Pride Ready, um, and we have the Asian ERG. Um, And they're really phenomenal spaces where folks can learn what it means to be in a space of solidarity with each other. Um, There's also different partnerships we have uh, with Hack Diversity. We have a really great partnership with a Black, historically Black college in North Carolina A&T. And we have lots of different thought partners um, that we interface with, uh, a mixed media club um, that has had different iterations. And we are Um, pushing forward a new mentoring program next year. Um, So we're really, really excited about that. Like, how are we going to be very intentional with creating supports for folks um, to really feel not only valued within the company, but have very tangible and concrete skills to move forward within their professional trajectory? Wow. Yeah, that is, it's incredible the work that you and team do to not only help us feel supported internally at a company, you know, working, working every day and just being able to connect with each other, especially now more than ever, but then also thinking about externally how we support our, our educators and our, and our partners through this. Um, I'm, I'm curious how, how you and team kind of prioritize and figure out what you're going to do next. Is it through a lot of feedback? Is it through what kind of the company's goals are something different? We are very feedback happy. Uh, we are, we love our surveys um, and we're actually doing focus groups next week. So I think for us, 
we're very intentional about making folks feel heard. Um, and data is a really important point in doing that. Um, and I think if anything, if you ask our team, like we really value what people's voices are. We really want to walk the talk. So if you're doing something that really affects the core of people's lives, you want to make sure that they're being asked and advocated for in these varying conversations. So that's definitely a big priority we have. Um, another big priority we have is alignment within the teams. So like I mentioned earlier, really interfacing with our human resource business partners, the learning and development team and our DEI team. Um, I very closely work with our chief inclusion officer, Ty Holmes, um, who is just absolutely remarkable leader. I feel like I learned so much from him and I feel like he really shows how to have very difficult conversations with grace and much of the work that we do has to do with that because we're kind of on a journey everyone is with DEI work no company concretely has the silver bullet and it's so contingent on who your employees are within the company what their needs are where you are in your journey um, and so it's disingenuous to say that we have all of the answers but what we are very intentional and purposeful about is we are very committed to what does it mean to make people feel valued and heard? And how are we going to work with each other with the same type of like care, grace, and dignity to kind of get through these hard conversations together? So that was a lot, but ultimately it's data-driven, but people-driven. Um, and for me, I, I love the people part because uh, you can't have one without the other. And we really have to show what we want our company to be like with the interactions we have with each other. So what are some of the hopes or goals of this internal work with our educator partners. So we're doing a lot of this, um, making sure our employees feel validated, seen, and heard. And I love the idea of difficult conversations because it's a huge skill. It's something we could all learn. It is something that everyone is engaged in right now if we are being vulnerable and authentic in our classrooms and our relationships. So I love that, that we're leaning into that as a company. But how will this help our part, strengthen our partnerships with educators? It's so critical to be aligned with what your North Star is. Um, and a lot of finding your North Star is the messiness that comes with it. So when you're doing any sort of like DEI change management, you have to be synced with what your definitions are, where you're hoping to be in three years, five years, seven years, 10 years. And that alignment is really critical with our interfacing with educators, because if we are providing products and services that we do that are really great, that have had a historical precedent before them, for us to know where they're going and for us to align the language externally with our products and services, there needs to be that alignment with our long-term plans internally as well. Like that calibration and alignment is so critical um, because folks will know like, you know, this is not just a miscellaneous touch point, but rather an alignment with a longer term strategy that serves to not only elevate people's voices, but does it with data, does it with intention um, and really gives credence to um, true and, and palpable change. Like we can really only quantify change if we're aligned with our ass. Um, and so with educators out in the field, like we wanna make sure that we are walking the talk, like we have clear fidelity measures, clear objectives, concrete steps. Um, and that's something that the DEI team is really intentional about and much of what my asks and responsibilities are as of late. And real quick, 
How did you get into this work? And I would love for you to share, I think you just had a recent article featured on your um, your own personal experience on today.com. Whoop, whoop. We but will link it in the show notes for everyone so you can read it. <laughs> it's very exciting, but even just your journey and what brought you to, to CA and this particular position. I was a, a former classroom teacher uh, a little over a decade ago. So I started off my career with Teach for America um, and Teach for America is an org that's really near and dear to my heart. I worked with it off and on over the last decade plus. And so I've had stints in policy work. I've had stints in higher ed. I've had stints in nonprofit. Um, and I recently completed my doctorate in what is the intersection between uh, racial identity and relationships in cultivating culturally equitable organizational spaces in schools. Um, and so for me, um, I was very intentional with what my next steps were with all of these hats that I have. And so I reached out to my networks, um, trying to figure out what is the next step for me. And curriculum associates kept getting brought up by a lot of people in different ways. Um, and it was like, you know, they have a really great culture. They're really intentional. They're really data driven. Um, and so I was just like, what is the CA all about? Um, and so I was very intentional with trying to figure out like, how, how will I best align my past skills to be part of CA? And so I truly feel like I'm so blessed being part of this company. Um, I don't have to say that, obviously, I'm part of it now. Um, but it's truly been a journey. And I feel like I, I use all the hats that I have that I've had in past lives, like whether it was like the data hat or the interfacing with educators hat or the interfacing with long-term change management hat. Um, so that's really exciting for me. And um, I really think the values piece grounds me here. Um, like, I think it's always like, what is our value add? And I think particularly in a space like DEI, which can get messy, right? Like it's people's lived experiences. Everyone has a different perspective. Um, no one thinks the same, um, right? There's not a one-to-one -one correlation between your melanin and what you're going to believe. Um, but I think what I keep getting back to is the work that we're doing, like how will we create this company or this space? Like how will we create this for generations to come? And for me, it's like my kids. Like I always think about, will this be a space that I would want my kids to be in part of or be affected by? Um, and so I think that really grounds the work that I do and like my why. Um, and um, it aligns a bit with the, the letter I wrote to my twins. Um, I have twins, they're three years old. And um, I think for high achievers, we have a lot of high achievers at CA who've all, you know, been part of high achieving orgs. And there is like this intensity that comes with that, um, like always being the best at all times. And I think for me, what I've learned over my, my life, I don't want to date myself, but the last, you know, 32 years, what I've learned um, is that you really need to extend yourself grace. Um, and sometimes that's harder than anything else. And so I think telling someone this who's really high achieving to just it's okay and you can you can focus on other skills and other skills make who you are as a person. It's not the grade, it's not the test score, it's not whether you finish this deliverable. Um, and I think that realization is particularly critical in doing diversity, equity, inclusion, change management, because you're always in the ether, right? Like when you are developing something this amorphous you need to be okay with the little wins because a significant part of calibrating whether you've been successful is the journey. And so 
Um, it's like that you need to extend grace to others in the journey. You need to extend grace to yourself as a person. Um, and so that kind of, those were all the thoughts I had when I was writing my twins that letter. So it was kind of um, meta in that way. I love it. That was so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing with us the work that you are doing, how, you know, your why, how it's, it's connected to you personally and just like what you want your, your legacy to be. Um, we really appreciate it. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Sari. Thanks, Danielle. Like, thank you for curating this space. This was lovely. <laughs> that is all we have time for today. But as always, you can follow along on Twitter at Curriculum Soch and on Instagram at MyIready. And please tag us in your post too, so we can see the work you do every single day. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, you can email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. Thank you so much for listening and please be sure to subscribe where you listen to podcasts and review an episode if you feel inclined so we can reach more educators like you. This is about you. We are here for you. So until we meet again, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.